Welcome to episode 9 of Id, Ego, and Us. I'm Julia. I'm Shreya. Today we're going to be talking about Index, Innovation, Iceland, and Inability. We have a new segment, This or That, and the others will be You Need to Know, Frequent Flyer, and Would You Rather. So let's get right into You Need to Know. Welcome to You Need to Know. We are starting off the episode with a rather heavy topic, uh, the development of certain countries and the differences between first world and third world countries. There's something called the Human Development Index, and it is a ranking of countries based on education, life expectancy, and income. There are four tiers in the Human Development Index, very high, high, medium, and low. Before the Human Development Index was established, we would categorize countries based on their stage of industrialization, uh, in which the UK was at the top. But now, because of the Human Development Index, Norway is at the top, followed by Ireland and Switzerland. Julia and I found this very interesting, so we decided that every time we have a frequent flyer segment, we're going to list the ranking of whatever country we're talking about, so that's sort of an extension to this topic. Okay, so first off, it is worth noting that the terms first world, second world, and third world are offensive and are misleading. For example, a third world country, despite not being economically advanced, can have healthy and happy people. An interesting addition to these terms is fourth world, which means that in a first world country, there are some areas that are categorized as third world, making it a fourth world. So for the remainder of this segment, I'm going to refrain from using those terms, but I thought that I would include those definitions because it's important to know them. Moving on to what makes these countries rank the way that they do. There are multiple factors that go into this, and I think it's also interesting, but let's start with an example. Norway is ranked number one on the Human Development Index with a life expectancy of 82.4 years and has one of the highest GDP in the world. Uh, What is GDP? It stands for Gross Domestic Product, and it's basically a measure of how much money a country makes or adds to its economy. Norway has a population of 5.2 million people. Now let's compare this to India. India has a population of 1.3 billion people and is ranked number 131. 58% of the Indian population lives on $3.10 a day. Now, back to Norway, the average income is $35,000 a year. And if you remember from our frequent flyer segment on Norway, it is one of the world's happiest countries. Now let's go all the way to the bottom of the list, and the country ranked 189 out of 189 is Niger. Its life expectancy rate is on the lower side at 62.4 years, and expected years of schooling is only 6 years. So what stops some countries from having higher life expectancy, schooling, and income? Some factors include war, lack of resources, and political corruption. Another reason, surprisingly, can be industrialization. Take the country of Botswana into consideration. They are hunter-gatherers. Unfortunately, what they hunt and gather is being taken away because of development, and they're being badly affected by it. That's all for now, but there's still so much more to say on this topic. Like, why do some countries stay in the developing stage for so many years and never become fully developed? Let's save that for another day, and let's get to a new segment, This or That. Welcome to our new segment, This or That. Uh, Basically, Julia and I both prepared five questions each. Uh, They're trivia questions, and uh, we also prepared two options for each question. So um, this is just going to be random questions. Um, And so this is kind of like random knowledge that we're going to collect. Um, 
So yeah, let's get right into it. Julia, do you want to ask the first question? I would, Shreya. So my first question for you is, how many feet long is a football field? Is it A, 360 feet, or B, 450 feet? A, 360 feet. That is correct. Uh, Fun fact for you guys, the lines at the end of each football field are referred to as the end lines. So Shreya, what is your first question? Okay, my first question for you is, how often are the Olympics held? A, every two years, or B, every four years? B, every four years. That's correct, and uh, the Olympics were supposed to be held last year in 2020, but because of COVID-19, they have been pushed the summer of 2021, so that means that there's only going to be a three-year gap this time. Okay, moving on to Julia's second question. My second question is, when was the American Revolution? A, 1960 to 1710, or B, 1775 to 1783. I feel like I should know this. Um, I really don't know. Um, so I'm going to go with option A. I'm guessing. That is incorrect. So should I guess 1690 to 1710? Uh, the true answer is 1775 to 1783. So as for my fact, The French supported the Northern American colonizers in their revolt against the British. Now let's uh, hear Shreya's second question. Okay, my second question is, what is the diameter of a dollar coin? Option A, 1.043 inches, or option B, 1.352 inches. I'm going to go with option A. That's correct. The diameter of a dollar coin is 1.043 inches. Uh, A dollar coin obviously has the value of $1. It is the second largest U.S. coin in circulation, and the $1 coin has three different coins with three different faces, which are Lady Liberty, Susan B. Anthony, and Sacagawea. My third question is also related to measurements, and it is, what is the radius of the Earth? So option A is 3,958.8 miles, or option B, 7,345.9 miles. Um, Again, I have no clue, so I'm going to guess and say option A. That is correct. Option A, 3,958.8 miles. Uh, Fun fact, the innermost layer of the Earth is known as the core, specifically the inner core. Uh, Sharia, let's hear your third question. Okay, my third question is, Australia is the largest exporter of what? Option A, coal, or option B, metal? I am going to completely guess here and say metal. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. The correct answer is option A, coal. Uh, It was calculated in 2020 that the value of coal exported from Australia is approximately... 54.62 billion Australian dollars. Pretty impressive, I think. Um, So, Julia, what's your fourth question? My fourth question is, when did pop singer Rule's song, Don't Tell Me, drop? Was it A, 2019, or B, 2017? Option B, 2017. That is correct. Of course it's correct. (laughs) It's correct because Shreya happens to be a big fan of his music and has been waiting and waiting for our fun fact here that Rule is releasing his first album sometime this year and she cannot wait for it. So Shreya, what is your fourth question? 
My fourth question is, in what year was Microsoft established? Option A, 1992, or option B, 1975? Okay, sure. I have no idea. I'm going to go with option B, 1975. Correct! It was established in 1975 by Bill Gates and Paul Allen. They got the name from combining the words microcomputer and software. The company is worth uh, approximately $1 trillion, making it one of the wealthiest companies in the world. Julia, what's your fifth question? Fifth and final. Uh, coincidentally, our questions very, go very well together. Uh, my fifth question is, who is mainly credited with the creation of Facebook? Is it A, Eduardo Hinnon, or B, Mark Zuckerberg? Um, can you repeat the question, please? Who is mainly credited with the creation of Facebook? Is it A, Eduardo Hinnon, or B, Mark Zuckerberg? I'm going to say B, Mark Zuckerberg, because I've never heard of the second person. That is correct. Mark Zuckerberg is mainly credited with the creation of Facebook. Uh, Eduardo Hinnon is actually not a person that I know of. Eduardo Zavrin, on the other hand, was Mark Zuckerberg's partner in creating Facebook, but he doesn't really get all of the credit he deserves. There's actually a movie on Netflix on their lives and the creation of Facebook, and it is very interesting, so I'd recommend you go watch it. It's called The Social Network. Let's move on to Shreya's fifth question. My fifth question is, the game golf was first played in which country? A, Switzerland, or B, Scotland? That's difficult because I did an assignment on this in gym, but I only know that it started with an S, so I'm going to guess Scotland. Scotland is the right answer. Apparently they started playing golf in the late Middle Ages and the modern version was developed and established there too. So that concludes this or that. Uh, now we're gonna move on to Frequent Flyer where Julia will be talking about Iceland. Welcome to Frequent Flyer. Today's country exploration is going to center around Iceland. Starting off with some rapid fire facts. 60% of Iceland's population live in the capital region, Reykjavik. The official language of Iceland is Icelandic. Their national sport is handball. Iceland has no standing army or military in general of its own. The last McDonald's in Iceland closed in 2009 and there hasn't been one there since. And you can see the northern lights from Iceland and are one of the, it is one of the only locations where they can be seen in the shade of red. As well as this, the Human Development Index of Iceland, as we were speaking of before, is 4, so it is really high up there. Moving away from our rapid-fire facts, the population of Iceland is roughly 4.9 million as of 2019. Their capital is Reykjavik, and Iceland is an island, so it's not landlocked but at all, but some neighboring countries are Greenland, the Faroe Islands, Norway, Sweden, Scotland, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. Their president, uh, in the best way that I can pronounce it, his name is Guni Thalahesho Janison, as of 2020. Stepping away from that, most Icelanders are descendants of the Vikings who first inhabited the country. They can trace their lineage back as far as the first family to live there, and many of them are related in some way or another. There's a bit of speculation as to where the name for Iceland came from. I myself wasn't able to find an exact answer, but there are many sources saying different things. 
For starters, the one that I'm most familiar with and I believe I recall learning in school is this legend that there were two Vikings and one found an island and this island was covered completely in snow and iceberg but wanted his discovery to be popular and people to come and live there so he named it something that seemed desirable, Greenland. The other Viking found an entirely, entirely green land with rolling hills and wanted it for himself so he named it the undesirable Iceland. I haven't had to think of this for quite some time now, and this was something that I learned in elementary school, but now that I've done some looking into it, this doesn't seem to completely add up. Uh, Iceland is a generally cold place, and certain areas and bodies of water are even home to icebergs. Although Greenland is in fact covered in snow, as well as icebergs and glaciers. If this is the true origin story of the naming of these two countries, then maybe it is based on the initial observations of Iceland's environment, and as people moved further inland, they realized the climate was actually pretty cold. Speaking of the environment, Iceland has some amazing solar occurrences. Other than the northern lights being visible, there is an annual occurrence in Iceland called the Midnight Sun, and since they face extreme changes in daylight lengths and periods through the year, Midnight Sun is an event that occurs during the summer months where the sun is visible 24 hours a day, meaning it never sets. For part of the, part of the day, it seems as if the sun is sort of frozen in this sunset state just above the horizon, and I recommend that you look at pictures of this phenomenon uh, because it is truly stunning, and photos don't really capture the true appearances, but I'm sure it'll give you a start to some idea of what this might look like. Another source that I found says that a viking found Iceland, ran up a mountain, and saw an area full of icebergs, and named it Iceland. So there are many different stories, I'm sure there are more. Moving on from this segment, we're going to go right into Would You Rather. So our next segment is Would You Rather, and our we will be taking a bit of a break from all of our philosophical questions. Uh, these are some more laid back, yes or no, and our first question is going to be, would you rather lose the ability to read or speak? So, Shreya, would you like to start us off? Yes, please. Uh, I feel like you already know my answer and that would be to to lose the ability to read because I love talking um, I talk a lot and I've never really found interesting in reading anyways like I would never voluntarily read but I know Julia loves books but I usually just read like nonfiction books um, when I need to like gather information but I never read like fiction books or like actually like find interest in these different books like Percy Jackson or like Harry Potter like I've never actually like I feel like I know the main like gist of them but I never actually like think about it and read them on purpose um I already know your answer Julia but do you want to expand on it yes you do already know my answer it would be to lose the ability to speak uh but let me walk you through my thought process I think that speaking uh, is very important to communication with others, and maybe reading isn't as important to being part of society, but although it does take a place, obviously, in like reading menus, uh, things like that, but I think that speaking is more useful, but I also enjoy reading more. I find it to be more helpful towards my person, and it's something that I enjoy much more than speaking to people. And uh, like you said, I do read a lot, and so I would choose losing the ability to speak 
just because I enjoy reading much more, uh, even though I'm aware that it'd probably be more beneficial to be able to speak to people, but I'll just write to them, you know? So I definitely understand, like, writing to people, but then again, I feel like speaking, like, when you're speaking, you have a tone and you have emotion, and I'm not saying that you can't have that in writing, and you can't sense it when you're reading it, but um, when you write things down with a purpose, um, the tone is kind of up for interpretation because two people can read the same thing and see the like the subtext very differently and I feel like that's really wonderful because you know the human brain is so powerful uh, like and every single person every single person's thoughts they're so unique um, and reading is is important I'm gonna say but just for like in my opinion speaking is better in in terms of spreading like ideas spreading ideas speaking is definitely better than like writing it and reading no i agree with you i think that speaking is better in terms of being part of society and i agree with everything that you just said um i have nothing to back my claim other than i just happen to enjoy reading and I uh, would choose it over being able to communicate with people just because I enjoy it and I don't know I don't think I'd give it up for many things and yeah honestly I think speaking is more beneficial but I just I would give myself that burden so I could still read I think that's all that I have for this question unless Shreya has anything else uh no that's all I had to say okay so let's move on to the next question would you rather communicate only in emojis or never be able to text at all ever again? And I'd like to start off this one, if sure doesn't mind. Oh yeah, no, I don't mind. Okay, so I think that texting is... Okay, well my initial impression was that it's too important to give up, I should just keep the emojis, but it's really not this important, and people were able to function very well without it. Um, I think that we've become reliant on it and that it is a very useful source. Um, but we'll still be able to make phone calls, we'll still be able to speak in person, send fax, send email, things like that. Um, I think that texting is useful, but to get rid of it would be completely fine. And as for why I would get rid of it, uh, rather than communicating only in emojis, our friend group has this thing about emojis, and before them, I could never... I used all the emojis perfectly fine and now I can't look at any emoji without thinking of it sarcastically. Every emoji I look at is sarcastic and I think that if you were to communicate, if I were to communicate with, or Shreya were to communicate with something, someone outside of our friend group using those emojis, we would use them sarcastically and they would not understand it at all and I think that that is horrible. I shudder at the prospect of someone taking my emojis literally um so i would just opt not to text shreya what do you think on the subject okay i think that's really funny because uh i do understand what you're saying about this the sarcastic emojis um and that actually kind of relates to what i was gonna say uh some emojis have like two different like definitions or something like de definitions like they can be used in two different ways like i'm thinking like uh i don't know but i nothing comes to mind but i'm there's so many that there's two different meanings to them and like i feel like it, it would be like really really confusing um and like i know that 
in the recent update, we got some new emojis that are like a little bit more specific. Um, like I remember there was like a fire heart one, and there was one where like uh, the one with like the bubbles. Um, I think that those are really cool, and they're, they're such great detail. Um, I think that because we're getting more descriptive, I feel like I would keep the emojis. But again, the sarcasm. Everyone uses emojis differently, and we all know the the way that some parents use the laugh cry emoji. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say because. I do like the more descriptive emojis, the more detailed emojis, but I'm also going to say we should probably give up texting um, because um, society, everyone, the communities would be more, uh, how do I say this, like more connected without texting if we actually talk to people face to face. And, um, you know, maybe that'll also improve uh, the amount of time people spend on their phones every day. Um, so I think that we should give up texting instead of texting in emojis. Because like you said, Julia, you can still email and stuff, right? And I don't know, maybe texting is important, but not as important as actual communication. Actual communication being face-to-face conversations. Do you have anything else to say? No, I don't, but I'd like to tell us our next question unless you have any more thoughts. Nope. Okay, so our next question is, would you rather be the absolute best at something that no one takes seriously or be average at something well respected? So, Shreya, did you want to start us off or did you want another minute to think? I think I'm going to say my answer. I think I'd rather be fantastic at that one thing no one cares about because I think I'd rather be fantastic at something than average at, like, something else. Like, uh, I feel like talent like talent matters and I don't want to be average at anything like ever like I always want to be like really good at anything that I ever do so um it is a no-brainer for me that I would rather be fantastic at something than average at something else and I also feel like uh, someone who is fantastic at that one thing has the potential to make that one thing that no one cares about and turn into something that everyone cares about. Because I feel like some people have that potential. I think that that is something that can happen. And I don't think that uh, being average is something that no, like people actually care about is better, necessarily better than that one other thing that no one cares about. Julia, would you like to say something now? Yes, I would. Uh, I agree with both your points. I would choose the same option, uh, being the absolute best at something that no one takes seriously. Uh, for both of the reasons that you said, um, the fact that you could improve the area, if you're so good at that uh, field, then you could be the one to set it in motion and put it at the top of the charts, as well as the fact that I would like to be, I would like to be good at everything that I do. Obviously, I'm not. Nobody is. But I would like for that to be the case, especially something that you're dedicating your life to in this way. And so I'd rather be really good at it. Uh, as well as the fact that most jobs have some sort of use. Like, there are very few jobs that are of no importance, uh, regardless of how society has deemed it. Like, obviously, someone would say that a doctor is very important, uh, but there are many other jobs that people don't uh, give as much importance to when they are vital for our function as a society. I keep mentioning the function of society, but that's really what all of these relate to. And so these jobs aren't 
seen as this important but if you're very good at this job and it is important as most jobs i think are then you are contributing something to others around you and i think that that is important uh sure do you have any more thoughts on this i don't actually and i believe that that was our last question which means that we have arrived at the end of our episode thank you for listening to episode nine of id ego and us we really do appreciate you listening please share the podcast uh leave a review and also follow our twitter uh see you next time on id ego and us